the question was um, that um, many times, and especially Westerners have got um, the, the view that we can derive all we need for practice from, from the scriptures and that uh, in our tradition we follow the Yajans, the Kubajans, and many times uh, maybe, um, yeah, is it, what is the role of the Yajan and is it possible just to only uh, practice according to the scriptures and uh, derive the, the correct way of practice from the sutras? saying that this is my only teacher. And as I answered, it all depends on the strength of our mind. And in fact, what we derive from the suttas does depend on what the power of our mind provides. The suttas, in fact, they contain everything already, and the Dhamma talks, whatever Dhamma talk we listen to or read or hear, like, is already very complete, and the suttas contain the Dhamma, and the Kuga chants and the tapes that we listen to contain the Dhamma, but whatever we pick up um, is up to the one that listens and the power of the mind. And the guidelines that are there, they're given directly already, but there's the need to practice and to put them into practice accordingly. So Tanajan says, what one makes um, derives from the suttas or is able to derive from the scripture depends on one's vasana, barami. <coughs> vasana is uh, a gift of merit from the past that one has. Barami is spiritual potential. And it depends on the vasana barami of the one that studies how much he can take out of the studies for practice. Because when we study, we don't see the living example. And how much we follow what we read and put into practice depends on how strong our mind is and how much sattā we have, how much faith we have into what we read. And the thing that really matters is to take the things that one has heard or read into practice. Whether sattā, the sattā, samādhi, and panya that we have built, built up is bound for li- taking us to liberation or not depends on what he said is the capital or the, the amount of stored um, barmi. Um, if one misjudges that one can go astray, one can be lost and deluded. Um, the panya that we have already accumulated or already uh, equipped with can also be misused. Also samadhi can lead us astray. If we've got a samadhi, we can get lost. So, in that sense, to compare one's experiences with the scriptures is good, but um, to compare it with the Krugajans is the thing that one lives, um, learns from example, learns from practice. Tanajan says, if we don't yet have a foundation in Samadhi, it is good to follow the scriptures. It is okay to follow the scriptures. But um, if we have Samadhi, we might get lost in our Samadhi and 
we need somebody to correct us, like to tell us where to go. And presently we do have the Ajahns, who Ajahns are around and are ready to teach, you, teach us. So um, we should follow the, the advice of these teachers because usually we tend to doubt and um, there are cases where we tend to doubt and the Ajahn can correct this. Uh, sometimes the scriptures, on the other hand, they must, might just increase our doubts, make, make us more confused. If we have, generally, if we have a lot of barami, then only a little bit of um, scriptural studies and a little bit of the texts will help us a lot. Lung himself, he had some um, scripture, some uh, guidelines, um, and, but he felt that he needed um, more of a guidance through a living teacher. And this living with a living teacher or living with a, a following the guidelines of the teachers um, prevents us from being heedless or careless, amada, like to be negligent. Because sometimes we might even hold on to the scriptures and to the um, things that we have read. And this can also lead us to strain, astray. And this is because our barony, our potential, is not enough to understand by ourselves. So, the Kubajans, they have gone to the end of the path, and therefore, this is the safe way. So, the uh, discourses, the suttas, um, the teachings that we read, we can take as guidelines, but if we hold on to them as the only reference, we probably won't attain freedom from doubt. Doubt um, arises as a hindrance, and uh, we think, is, is what we are practicing correct? Is it, is it really the right way? Will it help me? Um, further my uh, meditation and we get into a chaos of our thoughts and, and this distraction and many ways um, to think teachers then can help us out and show us a way all this doubt arises because our sati, our mindfulness is still too weak and the doubt, the doubting faculty is just too big then to listen to the Dhamma talks of the Kubajans that stem from experience and to listen to the teachings of the teachers can clarify things. Because these words are not only the words, it's not only scriptures. They contain the energy and the, and, uh, the experience needed for further practice. They, they contain the power of mind of the teachers. Many times they are an expression of the energy that took their practice further. Then, if we walk the path following the example of our teachers, that helps to then increase our faith. Uh, because of the example that we have as a living example. Now, nowadays, many of our famous teachers have passed away, and what they have taught becomes textbook knowledge. But in fact, it is approved knowledge in, in, the, in the sense that it is all the results of their practice. 
ลงพุชาเจ้าตัวเป็นที่สีลงพุเผาผู้สมที่เชื่อได้ have already died when he arrived at the monastery of Lumpur Pal and um, <coughs> the guidelines that um, Lumpur Pal took over from Lumpur Pal are still uh, uh, main structure of Kovac and Vinaya these days and they helped him tremendously in his practice and they, um, they uh, helped him to proceed in the way of the practice because they are a result of the practice of the studies of Lumpur Pal a result of his barami and uh, the things that he applied in order to forward his practice. These things, the Kovat and the Vinaya and the understanding of the Kubatans can be a refuge to us. And this is not only in terms of the practice but also in terms of the understanding of the Vinaya. Tanajan gives an example of Lumpur Cha. One time Lumpur Cha He had um, he was given orange juice by lay people, and it was in a in a in a bottle. And instead of just drinking it, he saw that it had, it had bits in it. That means he, he was mindful and, and saw these things, and, and then asked the lay people um, or had the lay people um, filter it first. And this is something one can really remember if one has witnessed the Ajahn doing this. Another. Um, it's different than in the textbooks, like uh, when one simply reads it. Another example is that Hanabhanan um, remembers that walking together with Lumpur Chaim, um, not taking off his sandals in time, apparently Lumpur Chaim took off his sandals and the, the student has to take off his sandals as well. And maybe um, they make, uh, if, if the teacher walks 10 meters and he's going to take off his sandals and the students need to take them off. But a little earlier than that, be, be ahead and be mindful and um, apply the vinyā in time and, and know the vinyā. This is different, a different experience than reading these these um, rules in the vinyā books. Um, the actual experience of uh, having no child testing of it, is it taking off the sandals in time, is a, another one than, than the textbook experience. So this is very important. The other example that I have on the table is um, some example of Nobocha um, picking up a stone, a rock in, in the boat, or using stones and rocks in the boat, which, which pointed out like that um, he, he gave a teaching about like uh, we use what we have to be contented with what we have, content with what we have, with little, and using the things that um, nature provides there. Um, because the stones and rocks are things that are difficult to be to come about and, and um, to find and to have. So, um, so taking up this, the stones from, in order to build the boat that was an example that Lumpur Shah showed how to be content with little at times. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Was collected from the by the boat in the Batakong, which in half an hour you would get only like a fistful of the stones. But another man was doing it and thinking, well, we just wasted time, half an hour, and you get it, get it. But in Hatin Chakin, he just says something like, you're right, 
this this concept they're not they're not where do they come from? Yeah. So it's not like they actually it's stuff that was was bought and they came from somewhere else or it's uh, they come from this it's valuable. So uh, like you do use lots of time to, to collect these things and it's just for the example of frugality yeah. or something valuable. So so to read things in the in the sutta is can be very profound. There are many profound examples in the sutta of practice. For example, Venerable uh, Ananda and using his robes or using the robes that um, passed away, old robes, or even for plastering and um, plastering the the, hook, the hearts and or for wiping things. And Ananda is um, a living example of frugality in the sutras. Uh, but if we read these things superficially, they don't enter the heart, they don't make us um, understand. Um, but living with the teacher, showing these things to us, make, makes us in, incorporate these teachings into our life and into our practice. And Lopoleon uh, himself gives a lot of examples for frugality and uh, being content with little or being economist and um, so let's all, let us all try and to emulate and take the examples from the sutta and re- reinforce um, those those guidelines with the practices by the Ajans so that our practice correct, correctly uh, goes correctly, develops in the correct way. And don't believe yourself too much. Don't believe what, um, what you think too much. Take the guidelines of the Ajans and then um, you can reflect on them. So, um, Ajahnan himself says he's read a lot. I mean, uh, sometimes, um, sometimes he would believe the teachers and, and sometimes not, um, he wouldn't, uh, he would not always really take what he'd heard on, and he wouldn't always go in very deeply. So sometimes he was also quite critical, and he went to see many places, or many of us actually go to many places and see various accounts and temples, and um, it does take a lot of effort and time and to, to find what are the teachings or what are the teachers that one has faith in or that make faith arise in oneself. So, um, to keep in mind that um, many Ajans have attained liberation and it is up to us to take this teaching, these teachings and develop them into one's own practice and to believe in the way of practice that are given, the ways of practice that are given by their examples is very important. Now, Natanajan is giving uh, a few examples of um, how to take only the suttas as a reference or foundation for, um, for one's understanding without putting them into practice that um, there will be many differences and contradictions even, like uh, that the way of the practitioner and the way of the one that studies. For example, the words Vitaka Vichara, like when we read them, I, in, uh, we might take up a certain theory what they, uh, what they mean and um, say Vitaka uh, Vichara being linked to thinking and proliferation 
and uh, <coughs> in fact, like um, to to use vitaka in the practice, it means like to take up the breath and keep with the breath. That's what I understood. And it is not linked to uh, the thinking, and it is not linked to uh, discussing anything in, it, in one's mind or proliferating, because the idea of vitaka vichara in the practice is that it is it, it, it is supposed to lead to peace. And uh, the worldly understanding of Vitaka Vichara in those terms um, is not uh, meant for aiming at peace or leading, for, um, leading to meditation. It, it is meant for, um, it is listed in a different sense. So uh, the same goes, uh, holds true for um, getting an understanding of, the, um, of words like piti and sukha when we practice. We are able to understand what these terms really mean, and the Takavichara or Ekakata, which is translated many times as one consciousness. If we really sit meditation and experience this uh, process, we know that it doesn't have to do anything with uh, uh, thinking or pointing the mind, and it, it is just a stillness of mind, and there's no thinking, and there's only a one one factor of stillness in there and um, to know um, one point one pointedness or ikakata one really needs to practice and the stillness that it is related to can be found only in when one when one does the practice. It is not the um, it is not referred to or cannot be uh, accessed by the the language of the books, which is um, the Samuti, the conventional language, and it's not the real experience. Or uh, talking about like the panya that arises from inside, and wisdom that arises from vipassana, panya arising from vipassana. Um, for example, when you read the word panya in, in the suttas, we take it as um, being involved with thinking and uh, to, to get a wider understanding of the word Panya we need to um, have the experience of Samadhi and or the other way if we practice Samadhi and we become attached to Samadhi then also there won't be real Panya real inside so um, the experience of these terms in the practice needs to be cultivated and the teachers give us example for them. For example, <coughs> another example that I mentioned is um, uh, the, the emptiness of Nama and Rupa. Uh, speaking from the textbooks is not done with the pure mind of somebody who sees these things. And when one practices one, um, one can't one comes, attends to this pure mind who sees what um, this kind of emptiness in terms of Rupa and Nama is all about. One practices, one doesn't, uh, one cannot always compare things with the theory. The theory is um, a kind of philosophy and there are many um, discussions about these terms, for example, whether Nibbana is Atta or Anatta. Um, but the experience um, the practitioners make, they're all the same and they, they have 
to the same take on this these answers of, of philosophical problems because they arise from experience. Sometimes we think we study, when we study, um, the, the terms that we have studied um, have been understood by us, by us very deeply and we've come to a, a deep understanding of, of certain um, topics. But if we haven't practiced yet, this actually isn't true. Sometimes we're just attached to a certain view about these things. So we practice first and compare, to the, compare our experience to the textbooks. If we take only the textbooks first and then practice, we may go very wrong. Another experience, example is the term psychiatry. There's the problem um, that in thinking about it and studying it, one may think that it means that there's no self and um, changing, but it's actually about the changing the views, changing of the views about the self. And in the textbook, um, one may, may discuss the terms and thinking, uh, actually, one has attained to a state of love self already. Why is then there still Loba, Dosa, and Moa for somebody who has attained to uh, the abandonment of psychiatry? So that creates a problem. But in, in practice, we experience when we come to that point that just the view about the self has changed. And this change of view reduces Loba, Dosa, Moha. First, only the view changes, and later, the knowledge that abandons Loba, Dosa, Moha completely arises. Many times people call it the Abhidhamma and the Abhidhamma is very far away from practice and therefore a lot of theoretical problems arise and the Abhidhamma is even derived from the sutras and it's further away from the practice even more. And for example, people used to discuss with Rupacha about um, the nature of somebody who is free from Kinesa, whether that means that the Kinesas are still there but the mind is unaffected or whether that person is in a state of complete emptiness where there is nothing so there can't be any Kinesas and Nukhachar's experience that he, had that he mentioned that actually the uh, Kinesas they may not be finished or emptied out um, the chitta is not empty um, in the in the are not empty or um, but um, the, the chitta is just completely unaffected by it and the kilesas and the chitta can go together um, the <coughs> and then if one sees these terms in terms of abhidhamma then one uh, starts in discussing well what about the chitta what is, what is the chitta ours is it empty and when it, what happens if the chitta is there, still there, is the other kilesas there, still there? There's endless comparing and discussing. And um, we, we don't take our practices and insights as, as our basis, the theory. And then what's even more dangerous is that when people start teaching and uh, based on theory, we can uh, teach very, very wrong wrongly and the teachings may even be so wrong that the teacher would go to hell for that. And uh, uh, Krishnamajan has 
um, having having experience with Lopacha, and Lopacha standing there listening to somebody teaching about the teacher Samupada and making a big theory about how Abhichar makes the Kilesas arise and the Bhagana arise. And uh, actually, I don't know, I thought the teacher is very clever, very well. Like, like Lopacha said, like, he's teaching nonsense and he's going, going to go to hell for that. Teaching wrongly. And so we need to be uh, careful about like, the, one's understanding of the textbooks, whether it's, it's real. And uh, when one holds on to one's understanding of the textbooks and is teaching that, one may go very much the wrong way and teaching it even through some very negative karma. So to educate oneself in theory is okay, it's, it's a good thing. But we need to follow the example of the teachers. And then when the teachers um, give you guidelines and listen to them first and, and follow them and, and then reflect. It is like, um, there's a famous example of Sariputta, Venerable uh, Sariputta, he wouldn't believe until he fully practiced what he had heard. He wouldn't yet believe. development of the modern age, modernization. In former times, um, the monks lived in the forest, there was no electricity, but Ampapong had a generator which was turned on every 14 days in order to uh, do, do some, uh, some things. And <laughs> they, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 7 o'clock in the evening, they spent their time with hauling water for filling up the bowl, bowl washing area or the, the toilets and the showers. And um, there were a lot of hardships. Like, and the life was simple and they were um, prone to, to the difficulties of living in the forest. One way of viewing it uh, things like hauling the water was to say what a burden, what a burden, what burden sometimes. But the other way of seeing it was this was a good opportunity for physical exercise. And the time in Papong, in the, in the, in the times when Panajan was there, sometimes they had just a single cup of lampana and or a bit of sugar, but they still could survive. And now these days, like, um, it's the days of plenty, the days of modernization, the days of development. And um, we need to keep in mind that our teachers, our, our adjuncts have passed a lot of hardships. And everything we have today is already very comfortable. And everything is ready for us to use. And the faith of the lay people makes 
tremendous support possible. Therefore, we must deliberately cultivate to be few, be, be of few wishes, be content with little. Before there wasn't much support at all, so naturally one had to bear with things, one had to have autonomy. This is the, uh, the word for um, patiently endure things or bear with things. And these days there are many ways to get things and to use facilities, so there's less autonomy. And even in the times of Ajahn Chah, like when Kanajanan was living with Ajahn uh, Chah, uh, he was already told that um, the, the early days of, of Papong were much more difficult and one had to have much more autonomy. And Papong said that sexual ties in that time, even they wouldn't be able to stand Papong Papong as it was in the early days. So when Ajahn came, there was already uh, some development and some. Uh, more convenience, but still, Nongpochang deliberately suggests to practice patient endurance, to practice to have a chon. Um, for example, the hospital, going to the hospital when one was sick, Uber Hospital was only 15 kilometers away, and Barin Hospital, 6 kilometers, so one could walk. Right? So, whenever one was sick, one took the way to Marine Hospital and walked there. Sometimes they had to carry each other and uh, support each other if one was really sick. And Mokpacha just, um, just said, why, why go see the doctor? Like, why don't you just endure the sickness? Why, does, why, don't just, why don't you just bear with it? If we, if we always immediately go to the hospital, then, then, one, then one would prove that one doesn't actually have the patient endurance, one doesn't have the quality of autonomy, one would be in fact um, a bit ashamed of asking one child to be able to, to be allowed to go to the hospital. For example, in the second Pansar of Tanajaranan, um, the Bindabad round to Banjan was flooded and quite high, so this well, the water was all the way half, half up to his house, and Kanajan caught an infl- infection and all kinds of pus. Um, and, uh, yeah, got infected. And in fact, as a story, he said it was um, too, too timid to ask to go to the hospital because it would um, mean that he, um, he wouldn't have enough autonomy um, patient endurance to bear with it. And then, and the Nopocha the, would probably be of the opinion that the hospital couldn't help anyway, so um, they did a herbal treatment and it took three months uh, to, to get the infected uh, wounds to heal. And Nopocha would just say, we use the Dhamma also, the medicine of Dhamma, like as we do in chanting Sakatawa um, and it's Tamma Osapan. Uttarwan is, is the, the highest, the highest medicine is the Dhamma. And whether one goes or not um, in the hospital, to the hospital, things will heal anyway, was the take on going to the hospital. So at that time we were living in nature and the Kubajan, living, living together with the Kubajan, and the general feeling about this was it was good practice. Well, soon 
and Ajahn moved to Lamukha, they still had to practice patient endurance quite a lot because Lamukha was very hot and the Kutis had uh, tin roofs and uh, it was very hot there during the day so actually naturally one didn't want to sleep during the day because it just got too hot and after some time so just when one had taken a little rest the ants were, were coming out to bite one and lick the sweat so one wanted to get up and walk John Krom and so <laughs> and they even though it was very hot um, they still they, they refused to accept the ice that many people offered every day just for the um, practice for the sake of practicing some patient endurance and to bear with having not all the comfort comfort that one can and this was all that in order to strengthen one's mind to build up to build up on power of mind and because as soon as we are pleased with something uh, the, the kinesas arise the kinesas come and they are gratified and that's why one really has to be aware that one doesn't become attached to pleasures and happiness and to comfort for example um, at, in those times when somebody gave Pavarana an invitation for requisites one still wouldn't be supposed to ask for anything that was for the sake of being content with whatever one gets content with little but Ramchan in the beginning was very difficult to live and people said um, if one comes to Watsupata Bangkok one needs to be ready to die that's because of the malaria sitting around like this tonight would have been almost impossible to have like any mosquito biting any monk which could easily carry malaria and out of the 17 monks they were then each one had, had malaria one after the other and um, some of them to the level of fainting and, and crashing out and crashing their head on the, on the ground and walking bindabar and falling over and one, one they took to the hospital needed seven bottles of blood for his blood transfusion so it was very risky and, um, but it reflected the old spirit of Lopo Cha saying that if you come to Papong, whoever dies first will be uh, cremated uh, I'll cremate you all if you die it was the same that one was received in Papong in those days and just for us to remember that the Ajahn needed to fight and fight obstacles quite a lot until those monasteries that we know today came to be and um, today that we're in a state of modernization and development um, we easily become attached to comfort and happiness and in order to, to go against this tendency like there were many practices for example in Papong at the end of Pansa um, everybody was supposed to sleep outside under the trees in the plot, put up the plot at the foot of the trees and uh, leave the kuti for the sake of not being attached to comfort and they tried, we tried this practice in Rayong but it would always rain every few days already so the earth was kind of um, never dry enough to do that so one kind of has to adapt but gen generally make an effort in the present day and age to uh, be decided to be what they call magnoisant or to be like uh, a few wishes and um, content with people and to have patience and endurance to be able to bear with difficulties.
These days we say we need to go to, to the hospitals before, to the hospital because otherwise our body won't be able, won't be so strong and we won't be able to practice so well. So if we use that reasoning, we need, we need to really then really then use our healthy body for practice. If we have a body that's kept healthy, we really need to be not negligent and use our opportunity for practice. And all the requisites that we have that support our practice, practice we need to use in a frugal way. Those days in Papua, they didn't have water in the kutis and there weren't, weren't any bathrooms, or there were only few bathrooms, like every uh, few kutis need, needed to share bathrooms. And it was quite a hassle if you had diarrhea or, or digestive problems and not feeling well and just to find the next bathroom. And these days we've got bathrooms under our cookies and when we don't feel we still complain that we have to go downstairs to, to the bathroom. So it's different these days. We've got a lot of more uh, conducive facilities. And we sometimes forget that it is actually dukkha that makes panya arise. It's the suffering that makes us become wiser. Uh, for example, having long dinner bath rounds or practicing to eat deliberately little and then to watch oneself. Is one's mind, isn't one's mind becoming more peaceful when one eats little? What happens if we eat too much, if we eat the full variety? Is the mind easily getting peaceful? These days, like we really have to depend on our determination to live, to live uh, simply and to live frugally. It is uh, to create situations where dukkha arises that, and panya comes out of dukkha. Nopacha definitely made uh, the monks see dukkha in the first place. Because as soon as one sees only sukha, one easily becomes attached. With dukkha giving rise to panya, one benefits and one builds up an attitude of fighting and going against things and resisting, and the mind becomes more and more strong. There needs to be virya and conscious effort and determination. So today everything is ready for us to use for our practice. So we may not be negligent. We've got the four requisites, complete and in abundance, so we need to practice to have patient endurance on our own, by our own determination. Another very big obstacle these days for the disciples from practicing um, after the teacher is the lack of respect that people generally have towards their teachers and towards each other. There's a clear difference in that between Central Thai and the Isan. And there's a little point that I missed. But um, when I said that there's uh, an equal respect uh, in the system that we relate to each other, and we shouldn't uh, get lost in. Uh, we shouldn't get lost in. Um, the Isan monks, he, he praises, are dedicating their lives and they're, they're really willing to sacrifice their lives for their teachers and they're dedicated to listen to their teachers. So a great um, benefit result from um, having respect in the training of the teachers and one of the big obstacles these days is not to have that 
and full dedication, full respect. But these days, uh, if we want to adapt and want to create this, we have to do it gently and little by little. Otherwise, we can't take it. It's too much to do it little by little.